Bang. There it is. It's Tuesday. Tenacious Tuesday. Has to be a Tenacious Tuesday for another Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Good morning, gentlemen. Welcome back to the show. You know what? Uh, start to a, a very strong start to the week yesterday. Really, you know, a power start. Um, two in-person meetings, so I'm getting back in that flow. Um, shout out to uh, Andrea and her team at Crew Facilities. We got after it. You know, when you get Shay on the whiteboard and ideas flying <laughs> all over the room, um, I love that. I love rolling up the sleeves and getting it done. And then we visited the other half of the uh, Weston Jewelers you know, empire. And uh, God, what a beautiful store. There they are. Uh, Mark, you did great. I love working with you, man. Our, we're, we're like ballet dancing. Yeah. <laughs> It is nice to share the floor with you. Uh, and it was great. You know, we we got to speak to the Hard Rock crew on Friday, got to speak to the Weston crew yesterday. And, you know, it's really it's very similar to the end of the year in football season for retail because holiday season is coming up. So, like, it doesn't matter, like, if you're kind of just kind of trudging through it, like you got to get amped and you got to get ready for this time because, Traffic is going to go up. Business is going to go up. And, you know, you got to be ready and prepared. And it starts with mindset. And then we talked about how to, you know, how to really work with joy during those times. You know, there was one of their their people who um, she's just phenomenal. I, uh, her name escapes me. Um, she banged it right on the head when you asked what it was like. <laughs> one of the first times in any live presentation where somebody just I threw it out there and they hit the fastball right back to me. Bam, bam. You know, I create joy for my customers. Yeah, you're right. That is 1000% correct. It's not what you sell. It's what you do, what uh, experience you create. So had a ton of fun, you know, but uh, it is game time as Christy Ruiz says. Um, and I love that. Uh, lots of things coming together. We looked at calendars, which for those of you who are not projecting your calendar out six weeks, Get on it. In 2022 is basically what the calendar says. <laughs> so Rachel Martin reached out this morning and said, hey, we want to get on the calendar with you. And I said, 2022. Good luck to you. <laughs> Good luck to you. I mean, uh, listen, you know what? I'm, I'm happy that we're fulfilled. We, yeah. are, we are involved. We're engaged. You know, I said this in a post the other day. The best kind of ability is availability. There's... <laughs> I love when you give yourself the mic drop. <laughs> hey, listen, if I'm not going to give myself applause and mic drops, the yeah. best kind of, avail of, of ability is availability, which we have none of until January. So well, there's a have, lot of really good stuff. Coming we up have there. made ourselves available to those who respect the calendar, who choose the plan. You know, we have our quarterly dinner with Andrew Koenig, which I'm, Absolutely, absolutely looking forward to that is both insightful, engaging, uh, challenging. We'll be, at, we'll be at third and third with Andy Hill tonight. You know, then we're out at the Apogee Awards on Thursday night. So this week takes off and lifts off and we just keep it right on rolling all the way through December. But there's all great stuff. So wait a minute. New name, new name alert. 
I don't know. Do you know Julie Griffin? I do know Julie Griffin. Julie and I have gone back and forth. Julie, so glad that you have found us here on the Daily Huddle. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the community. And uh, you want to talk about Gabe Lee for a second since, you know, you want to talk about what's happening tomorrow? Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's a gentleman (laughs) who has been active on LinkedIn and LinkedIn people, people who live in this virtual environment, consistently connect with each other just to connect, just because you can and have a dialogue, you know, that virtual coffee that we created a long time ago. Well, I was visible. Mark was visible. This guy, Gabe Leal, was visible. He reached out to Mark and he said, hey, come on my podcast. Mark did an amazing job on the podcast. I came on as a sort of an add-on guest. It was a really fun time. Since that time, Gabe has sort of morphed his LinkedIn presence to provide a service. He's a giver. He said, there are people that are providing excellent content. He includes us among the that the group of people who do that. And so he's created a TV guide, uh, you know, an absolute guide that says, no matter what time of day, here's where you need to go to find rich, you know, content, great people. And then so he, we've been engaged with him. That's where Julie comes from, number one. Julie oh. comes from that shout out of him putting out that content of saying, you know, here are your rundown of live streams for LinkedIn. So he's a great guy. I said to him yesterday, I said, I sent him a video on LinkedIn. Oh, no shock. You know, <laughs> I said, hey, you know, what, what you're doing is fantastic. You've provided a service. I hope it works for you. I said, I'd love you to be a guest on my segment on Wednesday, he sent me back a video, and that video had the waterworks <laughs> on because he said, literally on LinkedIn, all the people that provide content, and word for word, he said, There's nobody that provides the engagement, nobody's shouting out people, nobody's welcoming. So, I'm really glad. And that he I- shouted out this community, like he said, coming to the Noodleberg Daily Huddle, the way you feel not only welcomed by you guys but everybody else and the way everybody in the comments reaches out either during the show or with a message after like, so kudos to you guys because you make this community worth being here, right? Like we show up to give the content in the show, but the effect you have on other people showing up is so great. So thank you to you guys for welcoming everybody so warmly. That's not an accident. That's that's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. And so Gabe will be our guest tomorrow. So make sure to tune in. But I know, Mark, you've got great stuff today. Let's get to the wake up music so that we can talk more about the holidays. if I did not give a very special shout out to my dad who turns 86 years old today that motherfucker hasn't gone (laughs) (laughs) congrats to grandpa Stan and I uh, actually just got a a card in the mail from him for Kai 
I, yeah. I haven't opened it yet, so I don't know what it is. It could be a Christmas card showing up in November. I'm not sure, but you know what? he is old school though. He likes the handwritten note. Again, no handwritten notes. So for his birthday today, because he does live a couple of hours away from us, um, he is getting a very special surprise. He will have Joe's stone crab for two. So happy birthday to grandpa. And then also on this day in history, right? Home Alone gets released in 1990. And for those of you who don't think that Home Alone is still relevant, number one, it's one of my favorite movies for the holidays. But look at what Google did to keep Home Alone relevant. Excellent job, Google. Mom? Dad? Hey, Google, what's on my calendar today? You have one event called House to Yourself. Yeah. Hey, Google, add aftershave to my shopping list. Hey, Google, remind me to clean these sheets later. Okay, I'll remind you. Too bad AC. Someone's at the front door. What do I owe you? Looks like you paid online. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Okay, cool. Hey, Google, turn down the temperature two degrees. Hey, Google. Begin Operation Kevin. Operation Kevin underway. You will get a sentimental feeling when you hear. Better get out of here before somebody sees us. So spectacular. Spectacular. Like they did such an unbelievable job with product placement. They didn't sell anything in that. All they did was put their products into the theme of the movie, which was really, really fantastic. But for those of you who didn't catch that voice at the end of that commercial, right? There's a, a very well-known part, a very well-known actor who took place in that movie. They did a part two. Show me part two. Oh, whoa. Everybody. Hey, Google, what's on my calendar today? You have one event called House to Yourself. Oh, yeah. He's home alone. No? The name of the movie, he's home alone. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Google, add aftershave to my shopping list. Except he's big now. That's hey, Google, remind me to clean these sheets later. Okay, I'll remind you. Uh, How about that fancy name? What do I owe you? Looks like you paid online. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Okay. <laughs> Hey, Google, begin Operation Kevin. Operation I love Kevin this. Underway. Okay, here's my big part. Watch. You better get out of here before somebody sees us. Oh! <laughs> you nailed it. I nailed it, Joe. You nailed it. I nailed it. I did. I nailed it. <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> I nailed it. So. You know what? That is so good. Do you know anybody that doesn't love that movie? No, I really don't. And it really makes you feel the holidays. So with Black Friday coming next week, with Cyber Monday coming the week after, it is definitely that time to, I mean, I don't know, like you go down some list of great Christmas movies. Christmas Vacation has got to go way up there. How about this for the huddle, right? D. Robinson knows my dad's name. Wow. That's <laughs> about my name. Happy birthday, Stan. That is incredible. Shout out to you, man. That is so fantastic. Thank you.
Awesome stuff. So we are going to continue the conversation. We're gonna read a uh, we're gonna read a, a, a blog from from Seth Godin that's going to lead us into hey, a look here. business hey, look review. Gabe is here this morning. Gabe will be here tomorrow. Gabe, we shouted you out earlier. Uh, glad to have you in the huddle as always. Thanks for joining. Let's get to the morning motivational music, which is going to talk about the new rules, which will lead us into our, the rest of our content. I keep pushing forwards, but he keeps pulling me backwards. No way. No way. No. Now I'm standing back from it. I finally see the pattern. simple rules but so that's gonna carry us to this next conversation conversation to the harvard business review but before we go there i want to read this blog that came into the inbox a couple days ago from seth which is titled reading scripts and pushing buttons hiring phone salespeople and giving them a script used to make sense throw enough throw enough human spam at the population and sooner or later you make a profit the person who responded to my web query the other day was doing a great job of working with his script. It didn't really sound like him, but he was grabbing bits and pieces and pushing hard. What he wasn't doing was listening. He hadn't been empowered or trained to ask questions, and he used every gap in the conversation to read another part of his script. When I spoke up, it didn't matter what I said. It was back to the script. This was a waste, a waste for me, a waste for him and a waste for the people who hired him. Sales has been around a long time. They're not going away, but they work best when they are a transfer of emotion, an actual human connection, and a dialogue. If you're go if all you're going to do is read a script, best to put it on your website instead. I mean, a mic drop. Pulls up, three-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! When Very appropriate, Jay. Good job. So we've had this conversation before where I think if it's human connection, it should belong to sales. And if it's automation and digital, it should it should belong to, to marketing. And that's the way they should really work hand in hand. But it gets very confusing because of, number one, the way people have been taught to spam with digital tools and with the way buyer behavior has changed. 
Well, just the his use of the language um, is so fantastic. Human spam is, you know, yeah. just, <laughs> you know, there's a whole category, you know, that's just fucking wasted breath, you know. Right. Just, Seriously, get a robot to do it now. You know, you know, there's where the human touch is out. Man. Just and like when that. you talk about sales training, right? He talks about, you know, he hadn't been empowered or trained to ask questions. Every gap in the conversation, he was back to the script. It's fill the holes, don't sit in the silence, push the conversation in this area. So the Harvard Business Review came out with this article that I thought was really great. And it was a B2B sales playbook. But it says, to get more leads, the B2B sales force needs to meet their potential customers where they are, online, primarily on LinkedIn and Twitter. As a part of your effort, your sales force must become recognized thought leaders in their fields and contribute to the digital conversation in a new and provocative way a role previously reserved for those in product, customer success, or professional service arms of the company. So, you know, Harvard Business Review is giving you the roadmap of, look, here's the reality is buyers have changed. They're in a different place. And then you have Seth Godin saying it has to be humanized. Just because it's digital doesn't mean it should be automated. Doesn't it should mean it should be this canned response and this scripted response. It's got to pass human emotion. So when we talk about Dua Lipa and her three rules, right? I mean, we put together the rules of engagement for LinkedIn, which humanizes the networking environment that is digital. And I think, you know, when you talk about what it takes to create and pass human emotion, and you go back to what he said about asking questions, that's got to be baked into your philosophy and your strategy on how you go about developing connections, adding connections, having conversations in content and in, in, the, in the digital atmosphere in order to do those things. So we've talked about this concept of unlearning before, but it's easy to get sucked into, I don't have enough numbers i don't have enough views there's not enough people seeing it i mean there are days that i don't get that much engagement and it's easy to go down that road and go where did everybody go i'm all alone because all it takes is one engagement that day boom right. if you have 365 wildly great engagements in a year I don't care what you're doing, you're going to be great at it, you know. So, you know, what I love about the this article in particular is that it's a global repeatable process. One of the things that if you talk to Nick Saban, he says, listen, man, you can win a championship one time and great, fantastic. If you can't repeat it, if you can't do it over and over and over again, then it's it's lucky, you know, and I've seen business leaders, sales leaders call me and go, wow, I had this guy or this lady pegged wrong. You know, they, they came out of the box so hot, you know, they got lucky. They hit a pitch, boom, they went over the fence. But unless you're doing the daily shit that stuffed the grind, which we talked about last night, you're not going to get success in anything. So it's, well, And that goes back to the, the, the actual tactic though, right? It's not just hammering the phone for a hundred times. And I think that's the really? difference. It's not human spam. It's not sending a thousand connection requests to see who accepts it to then try to have a conversation with them. It's putting that kind of effort, 
that kind of personalization. And I haven't gotten through the article yet, but I'll share it with everybody once I do. McKinsey wrote an article that says the value of getting personalization right or wrong is multiplying. And so you're only going to see this trend continue to rise because people are not only expecting, but demanding personalization. They want to know who you are. They want to have that human connection. They want it to be more than just a transaction, no matter what field it is. You, you know, so that this whole idea of measurement is so, you know, wildly, you know, you, you need to try a behavior, test it. It works great, you know, but the idea, like yesterday, talking to all those people, I said, does anybody in this room like to be sold? And I all, I don't know. I said, then why would you get on the playing field and try and sell somebody anything? You know, if your intention is to sell them a watch, if you say, I'm getting up, I'm selling this person a watch, you've already lost. That's not the game anymore. The game is not, let me grab and bang people on the head and see how many I can get to make a commitment to buy. Those days are over. Watch the movie Tin Men. The movie Tin Men is so good. <laughs> you know, literally, it's so good at talking about <laughs> Oh, you know, the people next door were yeah. before and after for Life magazine. That is selling. Selling is dead. Engaging, getting information, creating opportunity. All of that stuff speaks to this. And then the toolbox allows you to do it. So whatever. So that's where I think what Seth said about like, how do you self-evaluate where you're at with your own tactics is looking at it and saying, wait a minute, do I feel empowered to ask questions do I feel empowered to get information or am I being empowered to push a narrative? Am I being empowered to push another meeting? Like what, what am I being empowered to do? What am I being trained and asked to do? And how is that then relating into my tactics? Because that's the big difference is you can, yes, you have to quantify the behavior. You can't go to the gym and run on the treadmill for three minutes and expect it to work, you know, the first time you got to go from three minutes to five minutes, five minutes to seven minutes. But there does come a point where you get diminishing returns. It might be two hours on the treadmill that actually you're hurting your body more than you're helping it. It's the same with the LinkedIn connection request, right? How many in a day can you do that are personalized, that are relevant, that means something to that person that you're sending out? Wherever the benchmark is where you have to stop doing the work to send that kind of connection request is the maximum number because as soon as you lose the personalization and the connection the real connection in the connection right then you've lost the point of doing it yeah i mean i think one of the things i noticed at the beginning of this and you and i experienced it as i was training you or working with you was that the way management views all this stuff is they don't know how to manage it right. so they don't know how to manage it. You can't direct it. You can't, you can't teach it. Most leaders are not engaged in the in best practices. So how can you have your team doing that? They're sitting back going, okay, hit the phones, hit all of this, you know, emails and stuff. Not working. Okay. So if there's a new behavior, you have to figure out metrics on how to manage it. You know, that's why Billy Bean was so amazing in, you know, uh, when he talked about Moneyball. Right. New metrics. This right. is the shit that works. Just have the patience to do it. And if you remember that movie, halfway through the season, they were like, we got to fire this guy. He's a bum. You know, but all of a sudden when it clicks, 
it clicks for real forever. It's solid. It's in the ground. And I just, the, 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 I think the interesting part of all of this is it's so much more fun. It's more it's, fun and it's, it's easier. More, it's easier than it's ever been. Right? That's the mind-blowing piece. You're hanging on to, dude. It's like <laughs> that sucks, you know. You could literally sit in your underwear in your living room and you could bang out personalized requests all day every day researching people, learning about them. You don't have to leave your house so that when you do leave your house, it's for real quality connection and opportunity. Why would you want to do it any other way? I don't understand. I mean, a lot of the organizations I worked with originally on this stuff, senior management said, yeah, we want to teach it to our people. They didn't do it themselves. And right. people looked up and said, well, if you're not doing it, why would I do it? Why you would know? I do it? Those didn't happen. Lori just hit it on the head. Leaders need to know how to do this, how to work it, you know, so that, I mean, listen, for me, in all of the companies I've built and all of the sales teams I've built, one of the key ingredients was that I knew how to do it. Right. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I would walk into somebody and look at it and go, you're lost. You have no idea what you're doing. Do you? <laughs> like, like, seriously, and that's happening now because people are locked into busy versus productive. Right. That's a whole nother conversation that we can pick up tomorrow. But yeah. the idea that, you know, creating these best practices, measuring them and just saying, you know what? I'm going to do this amount every day because I know it's the right thing to do. And it's just the law of small numbers. And it's oh, the by the way, if you're looking for those digital activities that are quantified, those are the DMOs and those are available at getontheballtraining.com. All you have to do is go to the website, put in your email, it'll email you the DMOs and you can quantify the behaviors that are those valuable connection behaviors that work in the digital environment. Hey, so Mark, this was really fun. You want to do it again? Let's do it again tomorrow. Let's do it tomorrow. But in the meantime, let's get down to business. Get down to business. I'm up, please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night to get this We've had a million, million 